Behind the Monitor, the official ITS podcast, has returned to your preferred podcast platform. My name is Eric Ferguson. I am the communications manager for ITS, and we have been on a hiatus for the past six months. But you know what? We couldn't stay away. We had to come back. And we know we've heard from multiple people, multiple people, not one, multiple. Where is Behind the Monitor? I need that in my ears. Well, you know what? It's back. I am here. I am joined by the two foundational pillars of Behind the Monitor, Andrea Reynolds, Jason Webb. Thank you very much for joining uh, joining me here today. It's so good to see you. It's so good to talk to you. I'm excited to get Behind the Monitor back to the pinnacle, which I've already said. Have I said pinnacle yet? Because we Not are yet. first and best ITS podcast in existence. Good to see y'all. Let's, let's let's talk about some tech. How's that sound? Happy New Year's, friends. We made it another another year on the rock. Good job, friends. Good job. <laughs> First of all, I hope you guys had a uh, I hope you had a pleasant break. I hope you got a break. I hope you were able to take some time away from work. And now we are in the run up to the spring semester, spring twenty two. Also, I just want to give a shout out to the winter leaders. Uh, we had some students and faculty um, taking classes over the winter lead session putting in the work uh, when others were taking a break. And I, you know, I, I admire that tenacity. So I hope everything went well for you. And uh, I hope you're ready to come back recharged for the spring semester. So on our docket today, we have a, we're going to talk a little bit about some spring uh, semester technology updates. And the first thing I want to talk about, we're just going to talk about MFA, a couple different, <laughs> a couple different uh, perspectives on MFA. So one is that uh, as of December 15th, I believe it was, Blackboard is now behind MFA. Uh, so Jason Webb, as our online learning services representative, can you just talk a little bit about the experience for Blackboard? What are people going to notice? It's basically the same for MFA as it is anywhere else they encounter it like in the, the SU tech ecosystem. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same access as you have with my slicer getting into your email. Uh, keep your phones with you. Make sure you have your uh, dual authentication set up with your phone. You can use the Microsoft Microsoft Authenticator. There we go. I can speak. Um, and then or the text messages are the best way of doing it. I personally have used both methods. I like the um, text message a little bit better, but Everybody has their own preferences. They did turn on this pass through, makes your life a lot easier. It's the same thing as my slice. A lot more systems will be rolling over to MFA very shortly. So it's not gonna go away. It does increase security and just make sure you carry your cell phone. I think I think most people, I, I, it's kind of, you know, it's my three things, my keys, my wallet, my cell phone. Like I don't leave the house without those things. And if uh, honestly though, it's I, I can relate though because if I'm in, in my downstairs and then my phone is upstairs and I have to like get my MFA thing I do like I groan but you know what I'm getting steps in that way so it's it's not all bad another thing that we have coming about MFA Andrea I'm going to look to you on this because we've we've been talking about this the number verification can you talk to me a little bit about number verification for MFA I think it's yeah. I think it's set to launch on January 18th it sounds very official and high tech number verification for multi-factor authentication that's a lot of syllables talk to me about what that means <laughs> So with number verification or number matching or code matching, you may have heard any of these terms. And if you haven't heard these terms before, they are up and coming terms for ways to make multi-factor authentication or MFA more secure, right? Jason mentioned that he really enjoys getting text messages. That's a super awesome way to get MFA, but there are definitely ways to be slightly more secure than that. And one of them is number verification. So basically what that means is if you get an alert saying that you are trying to log into Blackboard or Sumail or MySlice or Orange Success or something else that is behind this MFA 
wall. A lot of the times you'll see a pop-up and it will allow you to just kind of hit allow and it lets it through. What we were finding is sometimes that would pop up when someone wasn't expecting it and just to dismiss it, they're kind of just hitting a button. Well, that sort of takes away that extra security piece. So with number matching, instead of getting just the allow button, you actually get a two digit number that is completely randomized. It means nothing. It is no different than getting like a six digit code that you have to type in somewhere for some sort of two pass. Um, and then with that number match, it will actually either open your app or a website where you'll have to actually type in those numbers to truly prove that you are you. So it's just an additional level to make sure that you didn't oops into a system or oops someone else into a system. Very nice. We want to we want to minimize the oopses. I think that's one of our one of our key roles here at ITS. Another item I have for for the spring semester tech update is we're going to have a slight well it's not a slight change it's a big change to remote access but it's you know it's it's kind of a part of this larger security uh security enhancement uh but the change to remote access is that uh sura syracuse university remote access vpn configuration is going away as of january 15th so um andrea and jason i don't i don't know which of you would be a, a not the best but you know Whoever feels comfortable, we're going to, yeah. <laughs> Jason, Jason is opting out. Well, I'm going to let Andrea talk a little bit about the change to remote access and, and where people can learn more and who they should contact if they have questions. Absolutely. So remote access is changing. And just like you said, Eric, it, it is SU is working very hard to make sure that our students' personal information is protected, safe, and secure. And that is the best thing that we can do moving forward. And one of those ways is making sure that people who have access to campus are truly meant to have access to campus. And one of the ways that we're doing that is by changing how uh, SURA works. Just like you said, SURA is going away as of um, January 15th. And what this means is it's going to be common for a lot of our students that have been here uh, since the maybe the last few semesters, but we actually have a system for students called RDS or the remote desktop system, and it can be accessed by going to rds.syr.com. Edu. And on that web page, you can either use a browser or a remote desktop client to get a special file so that you can connect to a lab from anywhere. It is no different than if you were hanging out in campus and going into the lab, you just can go to RDS and do it that way. That actually is going to offer a secure connection based off of your NetID and your NetID password. And you won't need to worry about where things are or how they get there. Your G drive will work the same. Your H drive will work the same. Your OneDrive works the same. Just the way that we get that permission to do that looks the same. For our staff and faculty, they may feel a slightly different pinch, but that's all based off of how their equipment is set up now. We have um, a lot of more secure, really great options in place for the staff and faculty. So if you're staff or faculty listening and you're like, oh my gosh, you're taking away my VPN. Uh, they're not. Talk to your distributed IT personnel. They are absolutely going to let you know what options you have to make sure that you are always connected to the right parts of the university. Learning more? Answers. Answers.syr.edu. That is where you go to get answers. You will find them there. If you go ahead and go into the search and type remote access, you're going to go ahead and find everything having to do with remote access. But again, by and large, if you're a student, memorize rds.seer.edu and if you're staff and faculty please chat with your IT team they are going to get you all set it's fantastic and comprehensive I appreciate that I had to kick my cat out just now and so I'm hoping that she won't come back but you might hear her she's a frequent guest on the podcast um but we have Honus not heard Honus this year expelled. I mean I well, wouldn't have kicked this her year out. you have not 
2022, you have not heard her. So the the other thing, and this is this isn't necessarily new, but it's just kind of a reminder. OrangeBot, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit bit about OrangeBot and uh, how that might make life easier for faculty, staff, and students this semester? Absolutely. So we installed a cool new chat bot. So we always had a chat bot before. So if you found yourself on answers or maybe its.seer.edu and you were looking for some assistance in the bottom right hand corner, you were like, hey, look, I can chat with somebody. And that button might look a little different now because we are actually using a new bot. And the particular machine learning in this bot is doing extremely well. We installed it not too long ago. And really what it is best at is searching answers so you don't have to. By just simply going to the bot and asking it a question as if it were a real person, it's going to come up with the most accurate results that we have in all of our databases to get you what you need very, very, very quickly. It's a phenomenal first step. You can, of course, always call the help desk and you can always email help at seer.edu. However, the bot gets you that stuff super duper quick, super, super, super duper quick. So anything from I logged into my slice and now I'm seeing a stale state to where do I see my grades in Blackboard? It knows, it knows. And if it doesn't know, we encourage anybody using it to tell the bot that this isn't the answer that um, I expected. It is a learning bot. It is still young and its brain is developing. So by telling it that it didn't give you the answer you wanted, only helps on the back end for for some of us admins that make sure the bot gets smarter and smarter every day. Be sure to talk to it like a person. And if you really get stuck with it, it will pop up and tell you to call an actual person. So trust in the bot. It bot. <laughs> my, ba- uh, my brain is still developing too. So I, I'm sympathetic. I just tried to use orange bot or Bado as I like to call it. Um, I tried to use Vado to find behind the monitor, and I did not get an answer. So we, we uh, and really, that's not a that's not really a failing of the of of Vado. That is just a goal for behind the monitor. I want us to pop up when someone searches for behind the monitor. I want there to be an answer there. So we're going to get there someday. That will be Normally, that will be validation. Will say things like, "Hey, I only can answer IT related questions, but you know what? This is definitely an IT related question. So maybe Absolutely. I will talk to the powers that be about." making a smarter bot <laughs> <laughs> we we are again we're the first and best its podcast in existence so i just i just want to i just want us to be recognized as such that's all Absolutely. all right i i think that covers our spring semester uh tech update i want to move into some new year's tech resolutions I, I threw this on the on the agenda so basically and it can be either a habit that you need to adapt a habit that you need to quit. It can be a program that you want to to learn, or just something in the tech space. We're gonna. It's very broad. This can be either work or personal use. What is a New Year's tech resolution that you have? And I'm gonna start with Jason Webb. My tech resolution is one that I've already started, and it's been an interesting journey, which is to self-teach myself Unreal Engine, which is Epic's game engine for multiple use. My, as we've t- discussed many times, my background is in extended reality, and one of the cool features about Unreal Engine is it is very node-based editing for XR. So I can create AR and VR interfaces with it. 
and I'm in the process of doing a research project right now where I'm building the whole project in Unreal Engine for VR, and I'm really excited about how it's looking and what I'm learning, and there are some nerdy, nerdy sides to it and some really cool VFX <laughs> sides and animation sides that I'm diving into, and I keep getting distracted learning new things. I haven't had to self-teach myself a pro uh, program in a while, and this one's been on a heavy lift, but a lot of fun. That's awesome. That I awesome. can't wait to see what you come up with. I am always excited when you dig deeper into XR. It's, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I was just going to say, Jason, if there's somewhere... Or if there's someone who who just wants to know, you know, XR, what does that mean? Extended reality, I have a passing knowledge, but I want to get deeper into it. Where where might they go? Is there a group on campus that they could that they could uh, connect with? We have the extendedreality.syr.edu website, which is uh, run by the XR at SU group, which is a bunch of professors, tech personnel, students. Now we have a lot of students that have become members of the group um, that are innovating and finding ways of working on research in XR and development in XR. So yeah, definitely check out extendedreality.aspire.edu or reach out to me directly. And I would love to get you up and running with any questions you have. That's awesome. Thank you. Andrea, a New Year's tech resolution. Uh, New Year's tech resolution. Um, to keep my smart home running, I uh, we, we recently switched from um, Zigbee to HomeKit and uh, not everything I had was HomeKit ready. So it had to have a little bit of um, a little bit of push on the back end so everything would start talking. <laughs> to each other again and I I did it very ad hoc so I think I would just love to continue to make sure that I know what I'm doing in those realms last year I took my first of three courses learning tiny ml so i guess i just kind of want to continue that it has absolutely nothing to do with my role here at syracuse university and and that's okay but it's a up-and-coming technology it's what makes your your siri talk to you your alexa talk to you your google home talk to you apologies for anybody who's alexa i just set off twice now um It, it goes through what natural language processing is actually used by these tiny little bots to take what's the weather today and turn it into actually something. Wow. So I'm really excited. I would, argue, I would argue, I would argue with your point that it's not related to your job. It's first of all, it's just intellectual curiosity about the broader tech space. And I find it hard to believe if there aren't connections that you can make between those courses and and your day-to-day role. So I'm I'm gonna argue vigorously against that. <laughs> um, my tech resolution is, is actually currently in progress. I am super bad, especially uh, in the last coming up on two years, super bad about saving everything to my local computer rather than to a shared file or a Google Drive, something that's a little bit more cloud-based. And so I'm kind of running into this now where it's like, oh, we're going to, we need to wipe your computer. And then I'm like, that's where all my stuff is. <laughs> so I'm uploading, I'm currently in progress of uploading every everything I have to my Google Drive that's uh, provided to all faculty, students, and staff at Syracuse University, g.syr.edu. Um, so you can find more information about that on answers as I have earlier today. And so I would just like to be a little bit more forward thinking in terms of where I store my stuff and ease of collaboration and those types of things. So I'm going to try to make it a habit to get away from saving everything to my desktop and actually making it more accessible wherever I might be. And yes, this is a very like 2004 uh, aspirational goal. Wow. But, um, that's that's where I am. And I, I don't For think I'm For any alone. one of our listeners, if 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 you have an important paper, if you are working on your thesis, if you are working on your dissertation, if you were working on your homework, ask yourself, is it in two places? Two, not one, 
two. One gets lost. Do you have a backup? Period. The end. Or if you're like me, you put it in eight places. Could be Jason and have 19 <laughs> copies of everything you need. <laughs> it only takes one good wipe to make somebody go, oh, crap, I need to back up more often. Yep. Yes. Save early, that's save often I... in multiple places. That's You know what? I, I even just cloud. This is why this podcast exists, to uh, use my personal failings as an inspiration for others. <laughs> <laughs> Your personal failings are not failings and a par for the course for most users. So I appreciate well, a, having yes. somebody who no. is a user remind and relearn about things that sometimes IT professionals forget are not common knowledge. And they're super important I, things in the world of IoT to know. I am I am nothing if not the layperson. So that's that's the role that I see <laughs> here. What I want to do now, uh, we're gonna so anyone else, I mean I I think in terms of the uh the hardcore content, I think that's probably all I have for this episode. But I do want to ask, we had some time off. Were you able to catch up on a show or some movies or even some music or a video game? Anything like this that that you kind of went went on a deep dive during the uh, during our little uh, winter break? Oh yeah, I, are you kidding? I had two weeks to myself. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> let's see, video game. Um, I bought. Uh, I pronounce it Gree. I hear a lot of people pronounce it Gris, but seeing as it's a color game, um, and yeah, Gris, Gris. Is, it's French, yeah. right? Right. So. Um, but it was on a Steam sale for like $5, gorgeously done game, all drawn in watercolors. The soundtrack is absolutely wonderful. It was eight hours of just sheer pleasure to get through that game. Um, and then it, it, I feel like it's going around subculture right now. So I'm waiting for it to hit that next layer of like slightly more in, in the modern eye. But um, Don't Look Up recently came out. Oh, the movie. Have okay, they, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if uh, if you can handle a little bit of existential dread, like Jonah Hill's comedy, and can handle Meryl Streep being a villain, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Please watch it. Please look up. That's all. The, the, the last two years have been nothing but existential dread. Uh, Jason, what have you got? Um, so I've been spending a lot of time comparing to what is capable out in virtual reality and seeing some of the cool things that are coming out in games and whatnot. Found some really neat interfaces. And then again, seeing what's coming out is exciting. Um, more on a personal level, I had a former student who is one of the top level producers for Netflix uh, animation. And they just released another cartoon this past December called Back to the Outback, which visually and story-wise was absolutely amazing. Each year, her team just creates another amazing story. Klaus was absolutely amazing. So to see her and her team at Netflix just cranking out amazing animation year in and year out, it's always fun to watch with uh, my daughters and just enjoy such great storytelling. Klaus was outstanding. We hadn't heard of it last year and ended up watching it this year for the first time. And it is now an instant family favorite. It was mm. beyond beautiful to watch. Everybody's going to laugh. Dre's 50 years behind, but I finally watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the mm. animated oh, yeah. one. The first, the first one. I know that there's one that's either just coming out or just came out, but I hadn't ever just sat down to watch it. My family has watched at least 1,875 times. I have watched zero <laughs> as of last night. That is a gorgeous movie. It's got like 97% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. How could it not? It gorgeous. It was just chef's kiss absolutely beautiful yeah no that's um 
I don't, you know, I, I come at it more from a, like, I was really into Spider-Man in 1991 and 92. So like when I was a kid, all I wanted was like a Spider-Man movie and it seemed like I would never get one. And now there's been roughly 50 and like <laughs> into the Spider-Verse is probably my favorite. Like it's yeah. between that and I haven't, I haven't seen uh, No Way Home yet, but like um, I've really been into the, uh, the Tom Holland ones. Oh, but so like it's, I caught up on, I'd never seen it before, WandaVision. So I've, I've been WandaVision. Wa- WandaVision in about two days. And that was a, that was an experience. Of all of the, the Marvel side stories, I think WandaVision is hands down my favorite of, of all of the, the Winter Soldier and Falcon and Lokis and, and the different yeah. styles WandaVision all day, every day. And I, I, we did also, because my son is like, uh, he is the Hawkeye fan. Like there's one and it's my son, but we watched the Hawkeye uh, series and it was actually really good. So I, yeah, I, I only I heard good things about Hawkeye's run with that. We hadn't watched it yet. My son yeah. happens to be more into the, the, uh, the, the Loki one. The Loki one was what, what pulled my son in. Uh-huh. Well, and I think that's a good place to stop. But I also do want to say one thing for those of you not looking uh, on the screen right now, what I have here is a baritone ukulele made by past behind the monitor guest Zeke Leonard. Zeke Leonard ukulele. How does that sound? This is so good. This is made of uh old piano parts. So um the the bridge is a is a part of a piano key and then the wood is obviously from from pianos. Would you indulge me? I put together a little ditty that I would like to try real quick. And if it if it bombs terribly, we'll just cut it out. But I'm gonna try it. Does that sound okay? Sounds like I am floored. Please. All right, hold on. I'm seeing a new intro music and outro music, I'm just saying. Oh, you haven't even, you haven't heard the song yet. It's I mean yeah. it's not that good. Here we go. Behind the monitor. There's so much we don't see. for making it through that really poor rendition. But I tell you what, it comes from a good place of love. (laughs) (laughs) Until the next time, ITS listeners, Behind the Monitor, we'll be back at you coming soon. Follow us on Instagram at SU underscore ITS. You can email us any questions for tech-related issues at help at SYR.edu. You can give us a call at 315-443-2677. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time on Behind the Monitor. Behind the monitor There's so much we-